chapter sixteen of in search of mademoiselle by george gibbs recorded by tony oliva this librivox recording is in the public domain of our escape as we sped up the wide path through the thicket we could hear de bassan as he ran bellowing across the square it was black darkness under the branches but as we accustomed ourselves we could make out the line of the path ahead twigs and branches struck us in the face but goddard thundered on with great confidence setting for us a good round pace and de brezac who was a fleet runner keeping close upon his heels in a moment there were loud cries from the buildings behind but we could hear plain above them all the great roars of don diego as the soldiers came after us in full pursuit ignorant of the road as we were we had the advantage of being in our sober senses spurred moreover by the love of life which now at this chance came with a fullness to nerve us for any desperateness after all the suffering of mind and body which had gone before this freedom was sweet indeed and in our hearts we knew that we could not again fall alive into the hands of these people the fresh air of the forest tasted sweet to the throat and i drank it greedily into my lungs as i ran following the gray shadows ahead of me after a while we heard the shouting of de bassan no more only the cries of some of the soldiers who were speedily coming forward but the great speed told upon us and the sea-legs of job goddard which were not meant for such work as this refused to move so rapidly and he fell a little behind de brezac seemed imbued with new life and ran with great agility leaping over logs and twisting through the bushes like one brought up to the crafts of the woods rather than the courtesies and uh, fantasies of the court but it was uncertain and awkward progress at best goddard had a pike and an arquebus while de brezac and i had each a poniard and a rapier twice i fell prone to the ground over the tree trunks and bushes and once had overrun goddard in the dark and we too had fallen rolling over in a monstrous tangle the sound of the pursuit was growing louder every minute de brezac paused impatient at our awkwardness he could have got well away had he wished but he only stood there as we stumbled to our feet the sound of men crashing through the bushes showing how near were the more fleet-footed of these spaniards it was desperate work for heavy men off we started once more de brezac uh, seizing the arquebus to lighten the burden of goddard who was swearing and trying to rub his shin which he had bruised most severely with his pike-handle we came to an open space two hundred yards or so in width in which the indians had planted a field of maize but the crop had been garnered and only the short stalks remained 
the moon had come out and it seemed hardly possible that we could get across this open and escape discovery could we but reach the other side where the deeper forest began there would seem to be less chance of immediate capture goddard was well-nigh done but managed to struggle on over the rough loam toward an opening in the bush beyond de brezac had passed him and entered the wood and i had come to his side when behind us there was a loud shouting and two soldiers stripped of their armor emerged from the forest and came toward us at the top of their speed de brezac stopped and dropped down upon one knee and i knew what he meant to do goddard fell almost exhausted beside him and i crouched behind a bush a little to the rear awaiting the coming of our adversaries we were all breathing very hard but de brezac full of vitality was crouched like a cat ready to spring the one in front said he to me in a whisper i will account for the other on the spaniards came leaping from one hillock to another their naked weapons gleaming fitfully in the moonlight the fellow in advance was but a boy his hair was fair and he was comely to see my heart misgave me as he came nearer rushing onward fearlessly but it was his life or mine my life and mademoiselle's perhaps and so i did not hesitate rising just as he came into the shadow of the trees and running him through with such force that the basket hilt of the weapon struck against him and as he fell the blade broke short off against the ground the other man seeing the fate of his comrade paused for a moment but de brezac was upon him like a flash and sent his sword a-flying after all these lives in the heat of action were few enough against those of our friends who had been murdered in cold blood before then de brezac who was a man of ingenuity drew the bodies under some bushes and we started off along the shadow of the woods at the edge of the clearing toward the left doubling in a way upon our own track to throw our pursuers the more surely off in another direction we saw two and then six more of them go flying across the clearing following the track of our boots in the soft earth but they did not pause going crashing through and shouting to one another until the sounds were lost in the many voices of the night we were free at least for the present we looked around the one to the other and long breaths burst at the same moment from the three of us phew master sidney said goddard pulling his beard which had been glued to his cheeks tis little i thought i'd ever get up in this disguise sir odds bobs but i'm done i've been feeding up this night to last a week sir and me stomach is something feeble since this smoke-suckin 
he fell to the ground breathing like a bellows and he vowed he would move no more then de brissac planned quickly if we go to the beach he said they will surely take us there they can drive us to the sea or prison us on one of these sand spits and take us at their ease let us keep among the woods and the swamps and there we can retreat at will and may support life until we can find a friend or come to the greater inland channel of which they speak we may come upon the canoes of the indians of saturiona for the potanou are far to the west and the thimagoas of utina are to the south we saw that what he said was wise for menendez now thinking the beach his natural shambles would certainly try again to find us there at any rate where we were was no comfortable neighborhood for some stray spaniard might at any moment be stumbling upon us and then there would surely be more killing and i was sick at the sight of blood and wanted no more of it so in some fashion when he had got his breath we put goddard on his feet and moved steadily forward pausing only now and then to listen for the signs of pursuit in this way we moved for two hours through the moss-hanging forest we talked but little having need of all our strength and breath goddard managed to tell his story he had been struck upon the head and had fallen for dead under a pile of corpses when he had come to himself it was dark and the spaniards had gone he had come across the bay at night in a canoe he had found at the landing-place he possessed himself of the arms and weapons of a spaniard who was sleeping in the woods and who sleeps there yet cutting off the soldier's beard and fastening the hair of it upon himself with tree gum then making a detour he had come in at nightfall following in the footsteps of a detachment of the soldiery who had marched down from fort san mateo and in the confusion and debauchery of the camp by simulating dumbness escaped detection taking the sentry duty with little difficulty it was a most wonderful thing but goddard would say little further than this only smiling when he spoke of the spaniard in the woods he took off his morion and mopped the sweat from his brow master sidney i saw jem smith die sir he said he went to join his martyrs with a smile on his lips he wore his velvet suit of black and he was beautiful to see i saw him die sir cut down like a dog before my eyes and sir i saw the man as did it he tapped the spanish morion with a significant gesture and then grimly twas him we had covered a distance of perhaps three leagues when we came to a body of water which seemed a kind of river but not so wide as the river of may only a hundred yards across to the thither bank there we stopped to plan 
for goddard could not swim it looked but a short time before the day for the heavens were brightening through the great trees behind us if we could place job goddard upon the trunk of a tree then we might push him across the stream there was one floating out in the current de brezac had removed his boots to swim for it and had even taken a step down into the slime of the bank when as we looked the log began sluggishly to move but against the current and then we saw the thing was alive de brezac rushed out upon the high ground in terror for the log was no log at all but one of those great horny lizards which admiral hawkins has since reported and which are called crocodiles or alligartos if the spaniards had come upon us at that moment they could have taken us without a fight for this beast was of such a great size and length so ugly moreover and slimy that we stood with knees trembling upon the bank but by and by job goddard plucking his courage up cast a stone at it and as the missile fell in the water the great beast with a flurry and a splash of his tail went ploughing down the stream more frightened even than we the heavens were well alight before we could persuade ourselves to make the attempt to cross sure at last that there was no fording-place we three caught astride of a wide log and began the passage of this treacherous stream expecting each moment to have a leg nipped off at the knee we had long pieces of bark for paddles and made a great commotion thinking thus to scare these monstrous animals away and finally we arrived upon the other bank wet and trembling with fright but safe upon the third day the chevalier shot at a furry wild animal which lay in a ball at the top of a tree he had the skill to carry away the twig on which it swung the beast fell to the ground snarling like a dog to be killed in a trice by goddard who pinned it to the earth with his pike we were most hungry and fell to upon this beast like wolves hardly waiting for the flesh to be cooked through twas little enough but kept us alive two days on the morning of the fifth day we saw the great inland channel which we afterwards discovered was a part of the river of may and by good fortune came upon a hunting party of saturiona's warriors i have said that we came upon them but it were more truthful to say that they came upon us for an arrow whirred past and we looked around to see half a score of them coming from the thicket i held up my hand shouting loudly antipola antipola bonasson which means friend and they came forward and welcomed us with great rejoicing they fed us on game which they had shot with arrows and took us at last in a canoe to their village 
i had seen the paracousi the chief when we first came to fort caroline he was named imola and he entertained us in his lodge sparing nothing for our comfort de brisac was tireless liberty was breath to his nostrils and he went about in the village inquiring and planning making ready to continue our pilgrimage to the coast when we should be rested for myself with liberty came a reaction from those horrible days and nights upon the ship on the sand spit and in the prison when in my deeper moods of despair i could see no hope to bring mademoiselle out of this country alive in spite of the continuous dread at my heart there had come again in all its first eagerness the desire only to find her and take her in my arms away from that dreadful menendez the very nearness of whom befouled and polluted i was certain of but one thing that she was not at san augustin had she been there in those last days de bassan would have lost no opportunity to bring us together for his own pleasure that he might gloat upon us the better to keep his promise of torture to me but where could she be what had happened that she was not a prisoner of de bassan for it seemed certain that she had been saved from fort caroline i was in a great quandary and for all my uncertainty i had not the will even to question the indians upon the subject for in spite of my hopes i feared feared the truth they might tell me we sat about the lodge of this good imola looking out at the bright forest gaining back our strength and will well do i remember that wonderful day with its great stillness and sadness the paracousi set by the open doorway dark against the golden sunshine smoking from a great tobacco bowl which he offered to us one after the other we each took a swallow of it this being the habit of these people when in good will and goddard bringing forth his own bowl and reed helped himself from the pouch of imola and was soon puffing away valiantly to the great satisfaction of the chief it was most curious to see these two sucking upon the reeds like babes upon the breast and puffing out the smoke in curls and rings regarding each other the while with great solemnity you see master sidney said goddard between puffs if once i can give me stomach made good against the smoke sucking twill be a most gratifying achievement for though we may find and win no new lands by the beards of the martyrs tis surely something we have done to make the discovery of a new habitude or taste which has made much of the virtue and little of the inconveniency of drinking i could not but smile at this sally for things most ridiculous have a way of intruding themselves upon the most sad and 
melancholy moments of life tomorrow we will push onward to the sea is it not so asked de brezac abruptly this brought me to myself i am most uncertain monsieur i replied i hardly know in which way my duty or desire lies i have felt to this moment as though my greatest wish were to find my way back to europe and set the armies of all civilized nations about the ears of this devil menendez de aviles but now that i am free well monsieur i will tell you whereupon i told him briefly of the love i bore for diane de la Notte, of the hope i had of her escape from death and of my fears for her safety saying at the last that i could not leave the vicinity of san augustine until i was sure that she was not in the power of diego de bassan as i told my story his face saddened i suspected as much he said there is a great bond between us monsieur i too have loved the sister of lacaille was my betrothed when she died i vowed i would look no more upon the face of woman and so i came here to this savage land to lose my sorrow in adventure and perhaps in death and i have come only to lose him i loved best after his sister he spoke of lacaille no monsieur i cannot forget and it is fated that i shall not die that is my story i wrung him silently by the hand monsieur monsieur he went on quickly there is a duty which you and i owe to our god a duty stronger than any earthly tie a foul deed has been done which has no equal in the history of the world he paused a moment forgive me if i seem to bring more grief to your heart but i know that there is no chance upon this earth to see again the one you love believe me when i say it is true it is the love that is in your heart which makes you willful not to ask and to believe the thing you most dread i buried my face in my hands for it was so and i was a coward monsieur listen he continued softly do not blind yourself further to these facts for you will but add one more life to those which have already been recklessly thrown away and with your doubts at rest your life should be given to justice ah oh, but my heart can never again be satisfied until i have found her then i must tell you the truth mon ami whatever may come i have spoken with these indians in such manner as it was possible and i know most of the things that have happened since the massacre i have seen articles which came from the fort and i know that there are no women there at this time 
many of them were cut down and killed a few only were taken towards st augustine with them was mademoiselle de la notte i started up diane and how ah monsieur calm yourself and listen with a stout heart for i have dreadful news she was of a party of women there were spanish soldiers with him when these women got to a certain place they would go no further the soldiers in killed them as they had done the others but this is mere hazard how do you know what proofs have you i cried in anguish only this he said solemnly i have myself beheld it and you will know and going to imola he made a motion towards his hand the paracousi produced from his belt a bit of gold and de brezac placed it in my hands it was the finger-ring with the ancient setting which diane had worn i took the bauble from him silently stupidly and then unconsciously bore it to my lips slowly the cruel truth dawned upon me as i looked at the jewel it seemed as though my breast were bursting from the emotions that flooded up from that secret corner in my soul in which man hides the things he holds most holy what would i not have given for woman's tears to have wept out upon it all the tenderness in my heart i could only bend over it reverently dry-eyed mutely suffering but i had undergone all this torture before and the certainty now that she had died seemed to make no further enduring wound i sat at last looking at imola as he told how the ring had come to him from one of his braves who had exchanged it for some silver neck pieces after the first shock of this dreadful discovery i seemed rather stupefied than aught else with no capacity for great grief nor any great sensation of any kind when he understood the paracousi came and put his hand upon my shoulder and this aroused me he indicated by pointing that he would give me the ring which i still held in my hand i thanked him with a look and a hand-clasp and got upon my feet stretching my limbs arising from my grief stupor when he had finished speaking i turned to the chevalier de brezac saying to him my friend i will follow wherever you will lead he took me by one hand joyfully and job goddard with gruff hardiness seized the other then we three of no religion but made one by suffering and the loss of those three persons we loved the best took an oath with the grave paracousi for witness that not while we lived would we rest until we had seen our enemies visited with vengeance by 
fire and the sword end of chapter sixteen